Welcome to the sermon podcast for Canton Church. We gather every week in Canton, Georgia to worship and grow together through God's Word. We exist because generations matter. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. Thank you so much. Well, he's cute, but I'm a little mad at him for making me do this. No, I'm kidding. I'm glad to be here today. As you heard, Pastor Jeremy and my two oldest are in Russia today. They are seven hours ahead of us, so they are about to go enjoy lunch. I feel like I've been up for like 24 hours straight since they've been gone, because I feel like about the time I lay my head on the pillow, they're waking up, and so I'm getting a phone call, and so they're talking throughout the day, but they are having an incredible time. I got a video last night of Cooper and Branson speaking in a youth service, made my heart uh, about pound out of my chest and made me cry all at the same time. So proud of what God is doing in them and through them there. And Pastor Jeremy spoke this morning. I got pictures of that. And uh, Pastor Jeremy actually went to Russia when he was 10 years old. And so this is kind of a full circle moment for him and his family. And I'm so honored that my kids get to be there with him. And they are doing incredible work. So Pastor Jeremy got up this morning while you all were sleeping. And he was speaking to a church there in Russia. I think he said Orwell. Orwell? I don't know how to say it anyway. He was somewhere in Russia just speaking, and I love the idea that for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, God's name is being proclaimed. Worship is happening around the world, and so when we're sleeping, someone else is worshiping, and when we're worshiping, someone else is sleeping, and a powerful picture of, of Christ and the church. And so Pastor Jeremy asked me to fill in for him today, and if you know me well at all, you know that this is not my comfort, but if I was going to speak on any subject, this is one that I am passionate about. Um, Pastor Jeremy has been talking to us about our core values, why we exist here at Canton Church. And the first Sunday, he kind of he laid out a vision for who we are as a church. The Bible says, without vision, people perish. And so we want you to know where we're going, where we're headed, what we believe God has called us to. So he spoke on that. And then last week, we looked at our first core value here at Canton Church. And it was, we make Jesus known. We here at Canton Church, we are unapologetically about Jesus. We believe he has the power to change your very life and your future and so we make him known and we hope you know him personally and then today I have the um, distinct honor to speak to you about family and so our number two core value here at Canton Church is that we fight for family we fight for family not too long ago I was standing at my sink, and our, our sink has a window in front of it, and it overlooks the backyard, and if, if you've been in Georgia for any amount of time, you know we've been consumed with rain, and so it was like the first pretty day in weeks, and so the boys had gotten home from school, and they wanted to go outside and play. Now, most of the time when they say, can we go outside and play, I, I, I think I know what's coming, like a fight is about to, to break out. You know, I was raised with girls. It was like, let's play dolls and house. The boys are like, let's go out and play rugby and football and, you know, boy stuff. And so I said, yeah, go ahead, go on out. So they were outside and they were playing football. I said, just be nice to each other. Don't, it's just a game. But they don't believe that. For them, every game is competition and it was real life and there's a lot at stake. And so they were outside, they were playing football and I saw that it got a little heated. So I just walked out, opened the door and said, guys, calm down. It's just a game. Just play and be nice to each other. Well, I'd gone back to the sink. I was finishing doing the dishes, and I looked up, and it is a full 
on out brawl. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, fists being swung. Tucker is like the small one, so he's like trying to protect himself. Cooper and Branson are going at it, and I am furious. And I start beating on the window. I couldn't even like get the nerve to like walk outside. I was so mad. I start beating on the window, and I finally walk around to get their attention, walk around, open the door, and say, get in this house. You're embarrassing me. The neighbors can hear you. I see you. Get inside. So they walk inside. I line them up. Jeremy was asleep on the couch. That's no lie. He really was. It was evening. He'd taken a nap. I was handling the mess. So he was laying on the couch. I line him up. I said, listen, we're family. We don't treat each other like this. You, don't, you protect each other. We're family. So today here at Can Church, I'm telling you, we fight for family. We, not fight, we don't fight with family, you know? And so we're fighting for family here at Canton Church. Later on, I went and I asked Jeremy. I said, Jeremy. Like, I grew up with girls. Is this normal behavior? Are they ever going to like each other? Like, they were fist fighting. I was broken heart. I'm like, my poor babies. But they were fine. And they still continue to fight. But today we're talking about fight for family. And there's this incredible story in the Bible. It kind of is towards the end of the, New Testa- or the Old Testament. It's kind of summing up the end of the story there of the Old Testament. And you'll find it in Nehemiah, and we'll turn there in a minute. But Nehemiah was the cupbearer for King Artaxerxes. And this beautiful picture of servanthood there. And, and Nehemiah was there serving the king, and he gets word that the wall in Jerusalem had been torn down. The Bible actually says that he was so distraught at the news that the wall had been torn down that it brought him to tears. And so you may be thinking to yourself, why would you cry over a wall? But the wall there in Jerusalem was this incredible picture, this almost monument of, of, for the people of God in the city of God, of God's protection, of God's strength. And the enemy had come and tore it down, had torn it down. And so for Nehemiah, it looked as though the enemy was winning. Have you ever felt like you were being defeated and the enemy was winning in your life? I know I have. And so for Nehemiah, he was so distraught and so discouraged because it felt like the enemy was winning. And so he had gone to Nehemiah, or Nehemiah had gone to King Artaxerxes, and he, he petitioned the king and said, can I please go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the wall? And so King Artaxerxes gives him permission, and he goes off, and he goes to Jerusalem, and he gathers some people there. First, he goes around, and he kind of surveys the land. He kind of looks at the damage. He assesses what has been done. Then he gathers the people together, and he gives them this plan. He lays out this plan for them of how they're going to rebuild this wall. Well, as you may know, in maybe your life, things don't always go according to plan. And that happened here, too. They had lined up, and he'd, he'd kind of he'd like spurred them on, encouraged them. And so they start working, start building the wall, and then they get word that the enemy is approaching. That the enemy is telling them that as soon as they build the wall, they're going to come and tear it down. And so these people were discouraged, and they thought it wasn't worth it. They weren't going to do it anymore. And so that his plan, Nehemiah's plan, wasn't working out. Have you ever felt like you had a plan, you woke up, you were going to go after the day, you had a plan for your day, and it didn't quite work out? Most of the time in my house, that looks like some kind of DIY project. Jeremy is always wanting to, like, save a few dollars and always convinces himself this is only an hour's worth of time and only costs $10. Well, $4,000 later and four years later, the project is finally finished, right? It doesn't go according to plan. It never does. Always takes a little longer than we think. And so that's what happened to Nehemiah. So Nehemiah comes up with a new plan. So he gathers the people back together, and he says some things that are super powerful. We're going to turn there now to Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 13. 
So Nehemiah comes up with a new plan. He gathers the people. Nehemiah 4, 13 and 14 says this. Therefore, I stationed some people, some of the people, behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your home. Nehemiah knew that there was attack on them and that they would never stand and fight for a wall. But he knew that if he encouraged them, they would fight for family. And in your life and in my life, the picture of family is this beautiful picture of God and his love for the church, his love for humanity, his love for his people. It actually talks about the bride of Christ and the church, and family is this beautiful representation of that. And so the enemy would want nothing more than to discourage you, to, di to distract you, to make you fearful, to keep you from working and to building and for fighting. But God reminds us here that it is worth fighting for. Your family is worth fighting for. You just have to be on guard. Then we go to the scripture here in Nehemiah 15. It says this, when our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. From that day on, half the men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. The, officer, uh, the officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did the work with one hand and held their weapons in another. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. I love this imagery. This idea that we have a job to do. We have work. Maybe you're building a business. Maybe you have a really good career. Maybe you're raising a young family. Maybe you're busy with sports. But all too often we get so busy building our life and building things that we take our eyes off the fact that there is an enemy approaching who wants nothing more than to distract you and discourage you and to tear down this beautiful picture of God and God at work through family. And so we must be busy about the work of God, but we must be prepared and watching and waiting to protect our families, to protect our homes, to be ready when the enemy may approach and that's what they were doing. But the other side of that is true, too. You didn't, they didn't just grab their weapons and stand in front of this torn-down wall. If they wouldn't go to work, nothing would have gotten, gotten done. The wall would have never been built. So we're not supposed to live in fear and live in isolation and be overprotective. We have to learn to live in this world and not be of this world. But we have to recognize that there is a war taking place. There is an attack on our families, and so we have to be about our work, but not go, get so focused on our work that we lose sight of what's actually important and what it is we're called to do, which is to protect our families. Let's keep reading in verse 19. It says, Then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is extensive and spread out, and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. Whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight for us. We here at Canton Church fight for family, but we want you to know that you are not in this fight alone. 
We want to surround you. We want to help you. We want to equip you. We want to encourage you. This is a beautiful picture of the church. It says you're all spread out. You're all separated. We're all along different parts of the wall. But when you hear the trumpet sound, gather together and God will fight for us. That's what Sunday mornings are here at Can Church. You are about your life and about your day and you're building and you're working hard. And then on Sundays, we gather here to, on Sunday mornings together as a group of people who want to help each other and support each other. And we sing songs and we lift up the name of Jesus who ultimately is the one who fights for us. And so we want to equip you and help you. And we have several ways that we fight for family as a church body ministries that we offer that help you fight. One of those is couple to couple. It's an incredible, we're right in the middle of our couple to couple and we just want to invest in your marriage because marriage matters. Marriage matters. And so we want to invest in your marriage. We want you to fight for your marriage. Another way we do that is incredible kids ministry. When your kids come here on a Sunday morning, they are exposed to the gospel of Jesus. They learn how to worship they learn what it is that God says about them. They learn that Jesus is love, and they learn these incredible stories that come to life through God's word. We offer Wednesday night programming and, and Wednesday for students who they engage in worship, and they, they have this camaraderie and friendship, and then they go to God's word and figure out what it is that God says about them, who he created and made them to be, what it is that he's called them to and purposed them for. That's why they do their big Wednesday or their Sunday night worship events. So they worship and connect with a real living God. It's why we have life groups. Life groups are where you can come together and you sound the trumpet and you say, I need help. I'm broken. I'm lost. I need help so that your life group can rally around you and support you and pray for you in your deepest time of need. It's why we do Sunday mornings, so that we can gather together and support each other. Because we fight for family here at Can Church. It's important. But I know that we only have you here a few days, a few, I mean a few hours of the week. And so I want to give you three ways that you can fight for family in your own home. The first of which is talk about Jesus. Talk about Jesus in your home. Jesus should not be a name that you just say when you're all rushing to the car to get to church and you say, come on, kids, we're going to church to learn about Jesus. Jesus should be someone you talk about when you wake up, when you lay down. Kids, what did you learn about Jesus today? Did you get to talk to anybody about Jesus? Let me tell you what Jesus did for me when I was in that situation. Talk about Jesus. The Bible says there is power in the name of Jesus. So just talk about him in your home. Let your kids know, like we said last Sunday, that we are unapologetically making Jesus known. In your house, be unapologetic about talking about Jesus. Just talk about Jesus and who he is. Number two, talk to Jesus. Don't just talk about him, talk to him. The Bible says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. God cares where you're at. He cares what you're walking through. He cares what you're going through. He's excited about the things you're excited about. He's sad about the things you're sad about. And he wants to hear from you. 
So maybe when you gather around your table at night, pray together. Pray in your car on the way to work. When you wake up and you're in the shower, pray. Just talk to Jesus. He just wants to hear from you. And number three is stand firm. Now, I know this one may sound like a little off, but the Bible says, choose you this day, today, who you will serve. And then it says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If you wait until you're in a compromising situation to decide to stand, most of the time you've waited too long. You've got to decide today what your family's about. You've got to decide today what you're pursuing and what you're chasing after and, and if the word of God is true. So decide and then stand firm. Don't compromise. Don't give in. Stand firm. Let your kids know that you are unwavering, that you lean on Jesus and he is your reliance. Stand firm. And then maybe you say today, well, all those sound good, but those are really spiritual, and I don't even have Jesus in my heart. Or maybe prayer seems really intimidating to you. Or maybe you feel in, insecure about even talking about Jesus because maybe you say, I don't, I don't even know what to say about Jesus. I don't know the Bible well enough to talk about Jesus. Then I would say to you, just be intentional. Decide today and then be intentional. You never get where you're going by accident. And so maybe that looks like for you gathering around the table and instead of just saying, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food, maybe you just decide we're going to go around the table and we're going to ask everyone what a prayer request is so that we can pray together as a family. Maybe you say, I'm going to open my Bible in front of my kids this week. I'm going to have them see me read the Bible. I'm going to be in my bed reading the Bible when my spouse comes in the room because I want him to know that Jesus is a priority to me. I'm going to talk about Jesus at work, or I'm going to let my coworkers see me bow my head in prayer. Whatever that might look like for you, just be intentional. Just decide. For us and our home, when we gather around our table, we ask the kids, what was your favorite part of the day? What was your least favorite part of the day? Now, how can we pray for you about that? What are you worried about? It can be simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just make Jesus known in your home and fight for your family. Just decide. We here at Canton Church fight for family. And we know that you would not fight for a building. If I said to you today, fight for Canton Church, fight for this building, fight for this place, you wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it either. So I'm not asking you to do that. I'm asking you to fight for family. I'm asking you to fight for the teenagers that come to this place on a Wednesday night. It's important and it matters. I'm asking you to fight for the students and the children that are back in the children's spaces. Fight for them. It matters. I grew up in a single parent home, and I don't say that to separate myself. Many of you all, I'm sure, did as well, and all of us have a story of some kind. But my mom was so intentional about keeping us in church. She did a phenomenal job at that. And so she kept us in church, and uh, the Lord captured my heart at an early age, and I don't say that lightly. I mean, 
I fell in love with Jesus. And then it became my life's mission to find people that were serving God. I wanted to know, what does that look like? I didn't have this picture of marriage in my home, so I wanted to look like, what does a godly marriage look like? And so I would watch in our church, and there were some beautiful couples that I would watch how they treated each other, I would watch how they talked to each other, and I never told them, I'm watching you, I've just watched. I would go to my friends' houses, who I knew their parents served the Lord, and I would watch how they parented, I watched how they corrected. I watched. So maybe you say today, why is the fight important? Why does it matter? It matters because of them. And one day, I really believe that one of these students are going to sit behind a desk or stand up in front of a classroom or stand on a stage, or lead a meeting, and they're going to know more about the love of God and who he is and what he says about them because you chose to fight. And maybe you don't have a student or a child up here today, but when you serve in our children's ministry, you fight. When you volunteer in our lobby and you welcome and greet people as they walk in, you fight. When you show up to things like couple to couple, you fight. And what your life is saying to them as they watch, and I promise they're watching because I speak from experience, it was me. And there were people like you that were my example, were my picture of marriage. And so I stand up here today as a representation of God's incredible redemption and his ability to restore. And so family is important. And they're worth fighting for. So decide today that you're going to stand. You're going to stand firm. And you're going to fight. Because it matters. And they're watching. And they need you. They need a picture of what it looks like. So fight. And then maybe you would say to me today, I feel like all I do is fight. And I'm tired. I'm weak. I don't have the strength to keep fighting. I told you I was raised by a single mom, and she was an incredible lady. I had two sisters. I'm the middle of the three. We lived in this small duplex, and I don't say that for you to feel sorry for me. I'm saying that because you could hear everything. So all three of us shared a room my entire life. And so we were there, and we had a small, a small laundry room that was kind of off the, the kitchen area of the house. And I would oftentimes wake up in the middle of the night, and I mean from a young age, and I would hear my mom, God, I need you. I need your help. I'm tired. I'm weak. Touched Melissa today, which is my older sister. Touched Corey today. She needs you. Capture Stephanie's heart today. And she would go into that laundry room, which I struggled to call it a laundry room because it really was my mom's prayer room. And I would hear her in her weakest moments cry out to God. She was fighting for family, but she was pleading God to fight for her. And the Bible here tells us in Nehemiah, 
sound the trumpet, gather together. And when we get all together, God will fight for us. God will fight for you. You can do this and it matters. Just call on the name of Jesus and he will fight for you. He will give you strength. He will touch your family. I believe it. He, he will provide for you. I watched it happen. God will fight for you because it's mad, it matters. It matters to him. He's painting this beautiful picture and he's trying to tell a lost and broken world what it looks like and what redemption looks like and what love looks like. And he's chosen the family unit to do so. And because of that, it's worth fighting for. So fight. We want to fight with you. We want to partner with you. But we want you to fight because they're worth it. Not this building, not this place, not your seat. They're worth fighting for. So if you would, bow your heads, close your eyes today. Maybe you would say to me today, Corey, that sounds good, but I don't even have Jesus in my heart. Or maybe I gave up the fight a long time ago and I walked away. God is fighting for you. He desires a place in your heart and not just a small place. He desires the whole place, your whole heart. And it would be my greatest honor to walk you through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you're in the room today and you don't say, you would say to me, I don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Would you raise your hands and allow us to pray with you today? Thank you so much. What an honor it is to lead you in the sinner's prayer because it is the best decision you will ever make. But maybe today you're here with your family or maybe you're all alone. The fight is worth it whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you have children, whether you're a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, the fight matters. So maybe you would say today, no, we just need wisdom as a family. We need direction. Maybe you would say, we need God's provision in our lives. Or maybe you would go on to say, our family is tired. I'm tired. I feel weak. I feel like I can't keep fighting. And I need God to fight for me. Would you do me the incredible honor of either standing where you're at or standing with your family and allowing us to pray for you if you find yourself in a situation where you just need wisdom, your family just needs wisdom. You're just tired. Maybe you just raise your hand and say, I'm just tired. We would love to pray for you today. Thank you so much. If someone is standing around you, would you just find them and lay, their hands on, lay your hands on them? And let's just pray to the Lord today. God will fight for us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the family picture, the family unit. But because we live in a broken and fallen world, family is messy. 
and we need you, Jesus. We need you. We need you to fight for us. So would you give us strength today to keep fighting, to stand firm, and when we've done all we can do to stand, keep standing? Would you help us to not quit, to not give up? Fight. I pray for protection. I pray for divine wisdom. You say in your word, if we ask for wisdom, you give it freely. So we're asking you today for wisdom. We're asking you to do in our lives what only you can do. Help our generations and our lives and our children be changed forever because we decided to fight. And for those in the room today that may not have ever accepted you as Lord and Savior, will you come into their life, forgive their sins, and be Lord of their life? We want to fight. We want to partner with them to fight. But ultimately, Jesus, you fight for us. So we're giving it to you today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening. If you would like more information about today's message or about our church, we invite you to visit us at cantonchurch.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash cantonchurchga. 